The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Uh, so U.S. President Donald Trump was um, at a rally last night in Phoenix, Arizona, gave a speech and, you know, covered a lot of different topics. We talked about uh, NAFTA and the threat that he says he doesn't think it's going to work. We're going to have to pull out that sort of thing. But we've, we've opened up the conversation today uh, to you to... You explain it, Andrew. Yeah, I mean, the way we sort of prefaced the conversation was, does it bother you, or or how do you explain, if you're a Trump supporter, how do you explain just some really easy... When he lies. Lies, right? And And easy lies. Right, and if you're saying he never lies... Well, that's a lie. Is that a lie? I mean, is that what you think, that he never tells these sort of half-truths? Because... You know, I, I, look, I'm, I'm trying to be unbiased here, but clearly he does tell half-truths. There, there's a number of texts that are coming and say, well, Obama lied, yeah. you know, all the time, too. You know, the ones that we're seeing, though, now, they're they're like these little, almost little petty lies at times right. that, can be, that can be disproven Very easily. So is, is it, and I, I'm throwing this out as a possibility, yeah. is it the fact, perhaps, that those around him lie to him and, and he he passes on those lies. Uh, the example would be, he said last night, I don't want to misquote him, but in general terms, he said that there was really very few people outside protesting. Um, and he quoted the Secret Service. The Secret Service told me there's very few people outside protesting. But what I watched on on the news there was, was a quite a lot of people. Tear and gas being used. They had to use tear gas and uh, those smoke grenades. So, yeah. you, you know, maybe that's the explanation. Richard's on the phone this afternoon. Hey, Richard. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Thank you for uh, waiting. A couple of... Hello? Yeah, yep, go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah, yeah, a few points. Well, technically, he's not lying. Bill Clinton set that precedence. We won't go there. <laughs> and... Um, you know, you don't have to be very smart to be president. George W. proved that. <laughs> and if you can get this guy, Trump, on a shrink's couch, that would be like what Johnny uh, O.J. did for Johnny Cochran. Okay, I should, I'm not trying to steal your thunder, Andrew. But <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I understand. Yeah, you can use that, by the way, if you yeah, want. Yeah, um, No, it's, he knows what he's doing when it comes to business. You know, he's proven that on The Apprentice, and it's just the old, if you can get in his head, I'm sure he's a true Darwinist, you know, uh, natural selection, survival of the fittest, and, you know, when he's doing this multi-billion dollar projects that seem to fail, probably a good tax write-off, he puts things out for tender to businessmen, you know, and you mm-hmm. just get them to fight amongst themselves, and the strongest one wins and gets the contract. And so that's you're what saying he's, he's, pitting, with, he's pitting people against each other? That's what he does with people, with the media. So far, he's, what, 0-3 or 0-2, and, and I think his next um, is probably tax reform, what he's promised in his uh, campaign he bungled up the uh, health care you know it was so simple but turned out not to be then there's this charlottestown the human rights and so uh, he's going for the low-hanging fruit right now but he's proven that he can't do it and yeah divide and conquer he's uh he's a businessman he's not very politically astute but again you don't got to be smart to be president yeah, it's an interesting... I, yeah. I guess the difference would be... I was going to bring up Bush a second ago, but I I guess the difference would be, would be that in my mind, and I think... Can I just say it? I think Bush was a moron. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But he surrounded himself in really smart people, and, it, and my observation has been that Trump surrounds himself in like-thinking people, you know, that he's maybe not a big fan of being criticized. Which have been all and eventually have been booted out, right? right? Yeah, the Machiavellian... You know, mm-hmm. with the uh, 
middle and upper class, lower class against each other. Sit back and see what floats to the top. Yeah. <laughs> Richard, thanks. Great to hear you from bet. you again. It's been a while. Thank you so much. There, there's been a ton of text and, and you know, people will get angry if we don't if we pick one and it's favorable or unfavorable, they'll think we're cherry picking. We're not. But but I want to cherry pick this one because I think it's important. He talks like he's sitting at the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. He's not a politician. After watching politics closely now for 30 years, I find it refreshing. You're taking him too seriously. And yes, I know he's the president, but for someone like me who has been driven crazy by the media bias over decades, I love that he's sticking it to them. That from Brett. But, you know, you made my point in your point. Yeah, I'm taking him seriously. He's the president of the United States. And and this is it. This is the other tech that came in from Kurt, text that came in from Curtis. The Trump on a learning curve perspective is flawed. He's running a country. There should be a level of professionalism in what he says. Do you hire a surgeon who's still on a learning curve to operate on you? If that's the case with Trump, maybe he should be shadowing a mentor. <laughs> and, you know, and this argument comes in time and time again. Name a politician that doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's think about that for a second. Um, I think most people believe, and we've talked about this unrelated to Trump in the past, that there's a great lack of confidence in those that we elect, that they're all the same, that they get in, they lie, they don't uh, tell us everything. And you know what? I'm not going to argue that point with you. The, you know, I... I'm concerned about mm-hmm. that, too, that I feel like no matter what the party, no matter what the person, that it feels to me, and I've been on the planet a long time, nothing changes. But what I find is, you know, Joe Cece came out today mm-hmm. and he said, hey, we thought oil was going to be at this mm-hmm. price, right? But it's not. So, you we know, have to dip into we the have contingency to into fund it. again. Well, I'm not an, an economist, but I didn't think oil would be at 55. So you have to take him at his word, right? And say, well, he thought it was going to be, or mm-hmm. the government thought it was going to be 55. I don't think anyone in the oil industry thought that. I'm a comedian and I didn't think that. So you kind of go, okay, well, maybe that's a mis mistruth, or I don't want to go so far as to say our finance minister lied, but you go, okay, oh, that's a politician being a politician. But Trump picks the oddest things, like like the CNN just turned off their cameras. No, they didn't. Why would you pick something that in real time could be proven to be a lie? number of people also texting in saying, why are we even talking about mm-hmm. Trump? I mean, uh, you, you wouldn't hear afternoon or talk shows in America talking about Trudeau, but you know what the difference is? He's the leader of the most powerful country yeah. in the world. A massive effect on us. On, on, us. on yeah. the entire world. Right. Plus, we're Canadians, so we're actually yeah, interested whole, in the rest yeah, of the world, right? the border? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas Americans would have a hard, hard time often finding us on a map. Yeah. There, there is obviously a difference, Canadia? right? Canadia? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's uh, just weird. Um... Trump sold everyone. For This is from Muzz. Trump, Trump sold everyone on him being the greatest businessman and moneymaker, yet that hasn't been proven. Still hasn't released taxes or anything to vet that. His supporters are potentially just supporting him because of this hope, which may also be a big lie as well. See, but you know, let me take exception to that text, if I may. I'll play devil's advocate a little bit here. I don't care about his taxes. Don't care at all. It's not going to change my opinion of him. If the taxes end up never getting released, it changes yeah. nothing. If they do get released and he didn't pay taxes, to me, it changes nothing. That's a debate during the campaign as to the credibility or the character of the candidate. But he is already president. I, I don't I, care. I have a bigger concern that the Secret Service is now saying it's tapped out in six months because of all of the trips and having to cover all mm-hmm. the family and, and all and of And all that. the members of the family. That, that's yeah. right. And, you know, all the travel and, and that sort of thing. Um 
Trump supporters are not a hate, hate, hate when people say, well, this sucks or that sucks, but never offer a solution. So, Richard, if it's so easy, how do you fix health care? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Benghazi. Okay, we're talking about Benghazi again. I'm trying to understand why you want to hear why those support Trump. Tell me why you support Trudeau, or at least why you are not speaking in contempt for him as you do Trump. You make it sound like Trump is the only one that lies. No, Obama started the race war, and they are continuing. Well, that, uh, I, I don't uh, ever, and I know there's some like, why aren't you talking about what you feel about uh, Notley or what you feel about uh, Trudeau? I, I Look, and I'll say it again. I'm a conservative. Th- that's what I am. Um, I'm not a far-right conservative. Mm-hmm. I think, to be honest with you, I'm like a lot of Albertans where Fiscal fiscally I'm a conservative, socially, socially I'm a little more yeah. liberal or, or center, Yeah. right? Um, and I don't want to be dragged to the far left or the far right. Um, but I'm talking about Trump because, you know, again, you can't solve all of the world's problems before you pick the problem you'd like us to talk about. Last night there was a rally in Phoenix. It was quite a speech and it got a, a ton of splash. And so that's why we're talking about mm-hmm. it, right? Dave from Camrose. Hey, Dave. Hi, Jillian. Um, Andrew. Hello. Hey. Um, I've got a little different perspective. I, I uh, met with a bunch of Americans last week that are kind of leaders in the beef industry down there, and uh, they, including their government uh, affairs director. And we're talking about the administration, and they said that they're idea as to what is fake news is to what is not reported like they said that there's been so many advances um to the ability and the future of people in business that um that the administration has done through executive orders and rollbacks and regulations and stuff that that even though they're not support they're not fanatical supporters of trump methods they're actually um, supportive of, of what's actually getting done, and that we never hear of on uh, you know CNN and things like that. Well, I think one of the reasons where you might not hear some of that, and I don't, and again, and I don't know, Dave, if that is truth or or not. Um, I've heard other people say that is the fact that the other big, huge, controversial stuff overshadows that. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. yeah, I can see what you mean, but some of this. Big controversial stuff like the the Russia collusion and all that. Russia, Korea, but, everything, yeah. Yeah, but the Russian collusion proved to be uh, basically uh, nothing. And well, has it? But that's has not true. It, the investigation's not, not over. <laughs> the investigation's well, still on. Yeah. These things anyway, take years. It was just uh, interesting to see that these were uh, very common sense, level minded people. Mm-hmm. And even though they, the one thing they did not like is his stance on uh, trade, the protectionism, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so much of America, not just in agriculture, but depends on trade, and, and him pulling out a TPP and now threatening NAFTA, and that is, uh, they don't like that at all, but the industry, was, or the, the spokesman for the cattle industry down there was just so thrilled with a lot of the action that's been taken, and that there's really been no reporting on at all. So. Dave, great information. Thanks for adding the perspective. Appreciate it. All right, thanks. All right, it's 2.45. Let's get this break out of the way and continue on after that. 2.49. Yeah. Can I read a text to you? Yeah. Uh, Because this is what I'm talking about. It's just really weird. Um, So this text comes in uh, at 14.42, so just seven minutes ago. Uh, Quit calling yourself a comedian gross. And I text back, why? 
because you are far from funny and you've had every job in Canada, it seems. This is what I don't understand about the pushback. You can't, you can't ask a question. You can't say, well, what is it, Trump supporters? I'm asking you to sell me on this. Like, you know, just tell me why you support Trump or why you're not bothered when you think that he's lied or what. And it's like, you know what? You're not funny. You know what I mean? It's not like, well, here's why I think. It's got to be like, oh, if he doesn't agree with me, I got to insult him. But it's the craziest insult ever. So what? Now I'm not a comedian. It's what I've been doing for yeah. 25 years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's the stupidest of insults. It's like, oh, okay, I guess Bob in Vermilion doesn't think I'm a comedian. You're like, oh, okay. Some more of your texts um, come in this afternoon. Hey, it's Ricardo here. The time that he used to bash the media, he would use that time to update the American people about all this rollback that's so effective. Okay. Um, and someone said about Dave, who had just called in. Yeah, Dave, Dave Solverson, the past president of the Alberta Cattlemen's Association, a smart businessman and a good person. Trump might be very well, might very well be the... Uh, you, you wouldn't believe how fast the texts are coming in right now. Yeah. We don't click on them. As for Trump's violent rhetoric towards journalists, pointing them out and having them jeered at, incredible and dangerous, Trump will get a journalist killed and he'll get a pass on that too, says Jillian. Uh, she also says, so sick of uh, how much Trump has been given a pass and continues to be given a pass. I'm simply not white enough, not male enough, not homophobic enough, not racist enough to be able to sit back and say, I know what he says and does is horrible, but the folks still able to defend Trump are the definition of privilege, completely lacking in empathy. They just do not care because they are not the target of Trump. Hmm. Do you believe that? That's from Jillian. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, th- there's part of that that I don't, I don't really understand either. I do understand people's frustration with pol- politicians. And I do understand that people want somebody who's more a man of the people to represent them. But how, do you, how does a billionaire represent well, you, a man of the people? You know what I mean? Uh, he made it a man of a people because he was saying what a lot of people were thinking or wanted a politician to say yeah and that and that's what and that's what it was he was he was like yeah all of those people who believe that they did not have a voice right right he was saying it he was saying it and um and it and it, and it obviously uh you know worked for him darren's on the phone hey darren hey um first of all um yeah trump is doing a lot of stuff that makes people that agree with some of his some of his things embarrassed but uh, i wanted to add a bit of different perspective and first a compliment it's it's great to have you guys on the air with your banter because um you make this time of day have something good to listen to thanks darren my perspective is because i have a friend who used to live here in the 90s he was originally from virginia black guy black family um lived here for a short time and then went back to the states and had been has been living in uh, St. Louis area for the last three years. And was there during the Ferguson riots. And he was up visiting Calgary a few weeks ago before this incident. And I asked him about Ferguson, and he told me he said, "Yes, there's racism in the states." But he goes, "There were all these people sent by paid organizations to go and create this kind of fuss." Um, and blew it out of proportion and didn't make just the local issue get dealt with. It's more like all these protesters and counter-protesters that create the incident. And he said the media didn't cover that and, and doesn't seem to cover it 
in this in this case. So it makes me really wonder a, a little bit more about why we might only get one perspective or seem to only get one perspective out of the state. Because I have another friend who lives in the states and thinks that that Trump's going to get reelected. So mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, I, I think Trump has a good shot of getting reelected. Here's but, the thing. But the other point, like, so can you, you yeah. know? How much do people look at that whole part of of people sending the the protesters from both sides? I mean, a person died, mm-hmm. and that that is just awful, wrong, and everything else, right? But I just think that you know, if let's say what was going on at the pipelines in in North Dakota, if those people had the protesters there had started some violence that ended up killing people. Do you put any blame on them? Darren, appreciate the phone call. Thank you for weighing in. Always great to hear from you. And Claude. Hi, Claude. Why do you support President Trump? (laughs) Hi there. Well, first of all, I hope Andrew's listening. I just want to make a short statement that as far as I'm concerned, and I know I speak for so many hundreds of thousands of people, Andrew Gross is one of the best comedians this country has ever produced. And I've seen him... Uh, at the Montreal um, Just for Laughs, and is phenomenal. He's a great comedian and a wonderful person, and I take my hat off to him in that regard, and as well as one of the hosts in your program. Wow, this guy is second to none. He does a great job, and you guys are such a wonderful team. Thanks, Claude. Um, Thank you. I'm honored by that. Thank Andrew's you very blushing. much. I am no, blushing. <laughs> The honor is ours, and God bless you for that. And as far as Trump is concerned, we can be critical. We can call him what we will. We can do whatever we want, and it's of no significance. What has he done so far as president? Focus on that. Focus on the good. Focus on the bad. What has he done for the United States of America? And yeah. it's absolutely incredible what has been accomplished so far in six, seven months. That, for example, Barack Obama has totally been unable to in eight years. As a matter of fact, he's left so many loose ends that were not tied, i.e. Afghanistan, that Donald Trump now has to take the bull by the horn, and he has to sort this situation out. So critical as we may be, it's easy for us to sit back and look at it like a picture show, if you will, and saying, oh, I don't like that suit he's wearing, or I don't like the way he parts his hair. However, we have to look at the big picture and what is he accomplishing as the president of the United States. I, I think there's a nail on the head here that you hit, and I, I, I hope you agree with this, um, especially given your earlier comments. I don't <laughs> want to lose a fan. I think that historically and in recent history, politicians in general have lost sight of what their constituents actually care about. Amen. But I would argue that so has a lot of mainstream media because they focus on what they believe to be what they care about, and that's not necessarily what everyone else cares about. And when they pound and pound and pound a story um, that is not resonating with, they're not changing anyone's minds, and that's not necessarily their job, but I think you're right, because I don't know what Trump has accomplished or not accomplished, but I would love to know, 
that would be but something. There are, then people dispute those too. The but, numbers coming out of there, if they're real or not. It's like, but it's like the tax thing that we talked about. How could we possibly still be talking about his tax returns? I couldn't care less. Alrighty, we're uh, really late going to this break. Claude, great to hear from you. Thank you for the phone call. Uh, the three o'clock news straight up. The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.